0: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
1: Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. And today's episode is with Billy NoMates. And uh, I met with um, Tor, uh, I should I should uh, refer to her as her name as well. Uh, I met with Tor, um over Zoom during lockdown to record this. Um, and Billy Nomate's music was um, sort of... I found out about it through doing this podcast with Jason from Sleep Mods. And we talk about this as well during the podcast. And uh, it's a cracking episode. Um, Tor to, uh, had a fascinating... Um, story in her, and we had, a, we had a really good chat and I think you're going to really enjoy this um, before we get on with that chat I just want to say thanks to Scroobius Pip and everybody at the Distraction Pieces Network um, thanks to 76 for producing this podcast and I should also say as well if this is your first um, time listening to Off The Beaten Track then um, please go and have a look in the, the back catalogue because there's there's over 100 episodes of, of pod chats with um, loads and loads of really cool and interesting, creative people, whether they be producers, musicians, actors, DJs, uh, go and go and have a look. And uh, I'm sure you'll find something that uh, will interest you. Um, and if that's not enough, I do also have a Patreon page. So um, I put a standalone episode out each week over on there. Um, you can find out about all of this at offthebeatentrackpodcast.com. Anyway, back to business. Please enjoy today's episode of Off The Beat and Track Podcast. With Billy No Mates. I've got an announcement. Save Our Souls Clothing. www.sosclothing.co.uk Why am I telling you this? Because they're our official sponsor. Yeah, that's right. Go and check them out because their clothing is off the scale. You're going to love it. So they've decided they want to be our sponsor, which is amazing. And what I have to do... I have to tell you about why they're amazing so here's a little bit of blurb so they've only been going a year and they're based in South on Sea just up the road from me they put the company together based on a, a love of tattoos and alternative music and they've worked with some of the greatest artists around the world to produce these items of clothing that are as unique as you lot all the designs are printed using biodegradable, sustainable and water-based inks in addition to that They only print on garments made by members of Fairwear Foundation. I mean, come on, great clothing and a conscience. Since going live in April last year, they've seen their audience grow massively and are now selling orders all across the world. And they were recognised by Cosmopolitan magazine as one of the best sustainable clothing brands alongside names such as Stella McCartney. I mean, that's quite a first year, right? So, go and check them out because they've put a lot of love into supporting this podcast and I couldn't be happier what else they've done is they've given you 15% off so if you head over to www.sosclothing.co.uk do a bit of shopping see what you like throw it in the basket and then on the way out put in the discount code BEAT15 B-E-A-T-1-5 and that'll save you 15% off Amazing, right? www.sosclothing.co.uk. Official sponsors of Off the Beat and Track podcast. Let's get back to that podcast. It's Off the Beat and Track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stew with it Okay, we are recording. Sitting opposite me today via the means of Zoom in lockdown is Tor, a.k.a. Billy No Mates. Hello.
2: Hello. All right.
1: I'm good, thank you. Thanks for giving up your time today.
2: Thanks for asking me. That's great.
1: Well, before we get on with the playlist and and your song choices, I'm just kind of curious to know, um, as both a a human being and a, a creative, how you found the last the last few months and, and also the last few weeks as well, which has seen the kind of the, the madness of the world just go to another level. Like, how have you found the whole thing, Tor?
2: Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Do you know what? It's been a real mixture because there's been moments where, especially of the last few weeks where I've gone, hang on, is this a really good thing? Is this a really good moment where the world has actually been forced to stop and now all this stuff that needs to be addressed for so long yeah. is getting that is getting that attention, and the world is watching. I mean, the world's at home on their phone, yeah. and the world is watching stuff they never normally might not see. So, yeah. so in in some ways, I felt quite hopeful the past few weeks and been like, "Hang on, it could hang on, hang on a second. This could all this could all be a good thing."
1: Yeah, totally.
2: Um, so. Yeah, and, I mean, I mean, no, initially I was like, oh, God, like everyone else. Like, I mean, we'd just finished – I'd just finished the album as well, so we were very much ready to go right full into shows, and I was yeah. really in sort of performance mode, being like, cool, we've been in the studio locked away for a long time, blah, blah, blah. Now we're coming out, and then the world just went, no one's going <laughs> out. <laughs> You're going nowhere. Yeah. So, yeah, that was – it was – It's been a mix. I feel really up and down with it. Some days I kind of get in a good routine. And then other days, I just kind of can't seem to do anything which yeah. is really frustrating. I, I think I speak to people there and they say the same thing where it's like, it's either a full on day where you're like yeah. blast through this, 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 or you just go, I need to stare at the wall for like three hours yeah. and just that will make things okay. <laughs> do you know
1: what? It's, it's so weird. You say that to because I've, I've, like, I've been recording like loads of podcasts, like, um, since like we've been in sort of lockdown and purely just to kind of also keep my head straight and keep me talking and yeah. interacting, connecting with people. Um, and, uh, and everybody I speak to, you know, is generally a, a creative in some way, shape or form. And they've all said pretty much what you've just said there. You know, some really? days they're just like 100% like, ah, I've got to get this out, I've got to do this. And then, you know, then the next day it's just like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll do something tomorrow. Like, yeah, li- you know.
2: I, and it's, and there's, it's literally naught to 100 for me. I mean, I'm a bit like that prior to everything going on in the world, yeah. to be honest. But this has just kind of heightened your brain going, right. Let's do something great. And then just going, oh, my God, just don't do anything. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Okay. Well, let's, um, let's get chatting about uh, songs and stuff. So, Tor, for uh, the first track, I'd like you to tell me the song that you think has the greatest ever intro.
2: This was really tough because – to be, It's meant
1: to be, Tor. It's meant to be.
2: Yeah. But it was seriously tough. In the end, I went with uh, Marlena Shaw's California Soul.
0: Great because choice. it's
2: just, oh, I mean, anything that comes after that, like whatever comes after that intro, it's going to be stellar.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's just the orchestration of it, the way it kind of sets, it kind of ends on that jazzy note. And it's so epic and so, ah, oh, it's just brilliant. <laughs> that's, a,
1: that's a great shout. Um, <laughs> nice. Well, just in regards to sort of intros and stuff, and I, and I always like to ask... um uh, musicians when i have them on this question like how much emphasis do you put when when making music on on the intro and and just because we are in a world it feels where 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 music's very i won't say disposable but but very we we're flooded with music and it's so easy to get distracted on spotify with you might like this you might like this and the same when you should constantly trying to sort of distract you from, you know, appreciating the art in front of you. Yeah. Are they considerations when you're making music that you need to grab them quick? And
2: I think, uh, at the, this especially with this record, yes, I would say definitely. Um, because, yeah, it, it, I am conscious that I am actually one of those people with short attention spans. <laughs> <laughs> and um, if something can reel you in straight away it's just I mean yeah yeah no it is important it is important I do think about it every now and then though I kind of go the opposite way and think I want to build a slow burner and what I want to do is kind of uh zigzag the other way and start something and then let it take a different so yeah but yeah I think as, as a debut artist I was actually very conscious to be like make sure that the baseline or whatever it is just punches in that yeah. first second. Um, and I like it in a song as well if something's yeah. just like you know straight in your face you, you can't help but be like right you've got me I'm here yeah
1: I, I mean there's the, this, there's this two reasons why um I reached out to you um, because I recorded with um, Jason from Sleep of Mods oh, um, cool. last week and um, and for the last track where you recommend a song that many may not know that you want them to hear he shouted at you and was very oh, much nice. singing your praises. Um, Wicked. And I was like, right, I'm going to go and listen to that. And then I found no. And I was like, fuck. And like from the minute that bass line kicked, I was like, I'm on. I'm on board. Wicked. This is cracking. So uh, nice. hence, awesome. hence, two weeks later, we're chatting. So it's great. Wicked.
2: <laughs> um,
1: okay. So for track two, I want to know the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you, please, tell
2: so, um, it will be James Taylor, um, baby James, uh, with copper line. Lovely. Uh, it was, there was a lot of James Taylor in our house, it was all kind of uh, Americana stuff growing up that I remember mostly. Um, and yeah, I remember hearing that. I must have been god, I really have to think about this. I probably must have been about five or six. And uh, my dad had a record player, and he just put it on. And I was—it was the first time I properly remember being like, "What? What's that? <laughs> that's just done yeah. something to me. I don't know what. It, I don't know what he's saying. I've, you know, i you know—I don't work down copper line, but I feel like <laughs> yeah, even as a five or six-year-old, there was something about it that I was yeah. like, "Wow, that's done something. I don't know what."
1: What, so, what? What do you think my emotion was in hindsight?
2: Um, it was just. I, I listened to this last night to try and kind of get there and it's so difficult to say it's just something so raw and human about it it's got such a human sound which is maybe a bit of a cop out word but I don't know really how to describe it it just it just it just resonated with me in a way that I thought I don't know how he's made that how has he how has he made the, those chord structures and how has he made how has he made me feel something? You know, so I don't, I, it's really difficult to explain this real cop out. But
1: So was there, were your parents music fans then? So if, if, if James Taylor's on at home, they've obviously got good taste. So was you exposed to lots of music growing up?
2: Uh, yeah, well, it's weird. So my dad was, my dad um, is a musician, um, not a working musician now, but um, he was a music teacher at the local school and was always in bands and stuff. So he, yeah, he had a massive influence on what I was listening to growing up, but he was massively into Americana stuff. And quite soft Americana stuff. Like, Joe Tate like I remember a lot of John Denver? A yeah. lot of John a lot of John Denver growing up. Um but uh yeah, no, so so he was massively responsible for kind of bringing in good stuff and that's kind of how I ended up getting into northern soul as well because nice. he would bring home this these kind of American acts and then northern soul was kind of you know he was really into that soulful thing as well so yeah so i i was quite lucky in that respect to kind of be exposed to these different especially being from east midlands as well it's like wow it just it was just mind-blowing
1: so where where was that where was home then, uh
2: so home was leicestershire so i grew up um in a little uh market town called melton mowbray yeah um so uh yeah so just outside leicestershire and yeah, it was uh, a place. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I want to move forward a little bit to school. And was school there? Did you did you spend like your years at school yeah. there? Okay. Yeah,
2: school there.
1: So for track three, tour, I want to know the song that reminds you of your time at school, please.
2: So uh, I'm going to go with the Lars song uh, "Feeling," which okay. is a track off. It's like a two minute track off their um, album, and. Um, yeah, it just—I remember uh, I would listen to it all the time, kind of like that massive, great big head studio headphones that I'd nick from my, my dad's <laughs> like treasure chest of stuff, with a CD player, um, like big bulky CD player, like shoved into a pocket, and uh, yeah, it just really reminds me of school and being excited by music and being excited by finding stuff that had energy into it. I just loved anything with energy. I still do, but anything with energy in it which and that song is just this two minute, like pff, blow your brains out kind yeah. of thing. So
1: that's, that's a strange record for, for someone. Um, I don't actually know how old you are, but, but I'm, you know, I know I'm a lot older than you. And that was that when I was at school. And that was like, the Lars was the band that were like, I mean, when they were like breaking through, it was like, yeah, have you heard the Lars? Have you heard this album? And it was like, and then obviously there she goes, come out and, 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 you know, everything sort of exploded for them. But that's, that's quite a strange record for, for, for a younger soul to pick up on. How did you discover that? Uh,
2: that was, so I remember it was, uh, a friend of mine at school had the album, I think it was like from his dad's like collection, and he just bought it in one day. And goes to- now you're making
1: me feel old. Now it's from his dad's collection. <laughs> Thanks, mate.
0: <laughs>
2: well, no, I mean I'm sure it was just his collection. Yeah. But, um- <laughs> <laughs> but he bought it in and was like, "Listen to this," and I was like, "Well, well, this is the great thing about music is like they were relevant and as new to me as as any time that they would come out. You know, yeah. you just." And to me, it was like, I'd just discovered this band. So I was like, yeah. wow, the lars, you guys heard the lars. Like, <laughs> So, uh, yeah. How
1: was school? Did you enjoy it?
2: I hated it. No, miserable.
1: <laughs> why didn't why did you enjoy school?
2: Um, I was, well, my dad was the local music teacher. At, at your host, school? At my school. Okay. Right? So I wasn't cool at all. People did not think I was cool in any way, shape, or form. I also played, I played uh violin in the school orchestra up until about year 10. And that was just not cool in any like it was just not cool. And people just didn't really think I was cool. And yeah, I was um growing up I was quite chubby as well, genuinely carried quite a bit more weight than I do now. And I just yeah it kids are cruel and it was kind of one of the, I was into music and I was into weird music and that's not cool like when you grow up you're like I was fucking cooler than any of you yeah you gotta
1: wonder (laughs) what all them other people are doing now I bet they're not doing anything (laughs) that exciting
2: exactly at the time though you're really not cool like seriously not cool the geeky
1: ones are always the coolest ones in the end always
2: I mean we prevail so
1: (laughs) (laughs) so what did you want to be when you was at school
2: um do you know, I don't, I, right, the thing was, I for the longest time, I really wanted to be a pilot, and then I realised that there was a lot of maths involved, and I just, like, I've got dyscalculia, I'm dyslexic, and I was like, right, I'm never going to be a pilot <laughs> because there's a lot of maths involved. I don't know, I genuinely just knew, I think pilot was a thing I hum- clung to because I just knew I wanted to, whatever it was, I just wanted to be captain of that ship. Yeah, I didn't really mind what it was to be honest. I always did music and I always loved music, but I grew up thinking that it was just an impossible thing. Because
1: what? Why do you think it was? Do you think some of that was down to like maybe the area you was in? Like
2: yeah, massively. To be honest, uh, no one that I knew was from the East Midlands did anything. Yeah, uh, nobody I knew with like the regional accent did anything. Mm. Nobody, you know, it was very much you could you could work at these places or you know the cool people might have ventured out to to Nottingham or you know or maybe some you know but no it wasn't it just didn't seem like you you were to do anything big in a sm- when you're in a small town you know.
1: It's so strange to it's like the, 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 I initially set this podcast up um, to, to really base it on and I was going to do each sort of mini series on a certain location and I was going to start in in my home county of Essex and and because there's that, even like the fact that we're literally 20 minutes from London, there's that misconception that you've got to go to London if you want to make it in music.
2: Right. And, yeah. like,
1: and it's so crazy. And it's like, and, and it felt like the when I spoke to people on here that are from Manchester, they don't have that.
2: No. But it right. felt
1: like everybody, or maybe Glasgow as well, but everywhere else, it's like, yeah, it just didn't feel like there was, you know, the, it wouldn't happen where I'm from. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so weird.
2: Why is that? Do you think? So it is bizarre, isn't it? Because you just think if you do something good, everyone's from somewhere. Yeah, like,
1: it's just why a w- fucking postcode. Do you know what I mean?
2: Absolutely, yeah. But you really, it's really ingrained. I remember think I remember thinking that uh, I I moved to Bristol when I was about eighteen, and it was because I had to leave if I was ever going to do anything. I just had to leave. Yeah. Um, which I, you know, I do think there's a truth to that. Yeah. <laughs> but but even being in Bristol, which is like you know music capital there was still this kind of niggling thing of like, well, if you're not in London though. Yeah. You know, just like, what is this? Why is this? Anyway, I think, I think that's kind of, that illusion's kind of falling away now, which is quite nice.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Bristol, Bristol's earned its stripes.
2: Oh God. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Bristol's amazing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I actually went down there. Um, I, 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 um I jumped on the train. The last one I'd done before lockdown. Um, I headed into Bristol and and, and and chatted to Dev from Idols, who oh uh, right, yeah, he's uh, he's he's a lovely dude and, uh, and and very much all about working in different venues around Bristol as well. Like yeah, interesting guy. Okay, so also I want to ask: At school, you said you was you 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 know you was a bit geeky, um, and was you was you confident though?
2: So there's the weird thing. Absolutely not as a person. As a person, absolutely not shy as a mouse. Wouldn't really speak to anyone. Wouldn't start anything. The thing that genuinely saved me was music. Uh, if I ever, weirdly enough, I wouldn't put my hand up to talk in a class. But the if the opportunity came to perform in assembly or something, I would put myself forwards. And then afterwards be like, "Why have you done that, <laughs> or just opportunities to do anything in music uh, like with orchestra or whatever it was i would I oh would just run at it and then so think about it later
1: <laughs> why, why would you do that was, 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 did, you know was you you know secretly was you a bit of a show off did you like attention like what was the, what was the, the reasons behind that do you think
2: I think maybe it was kind of just desperately wanting to to be, to do, to put myself into something in a way that wasn't me, yeah. because I wasn't confident. So if I could put myself in something and be like, "Look, I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> I've got something," <laughs> like you know, even there, even then, and I, I, still feel like that now. To be honest, yeah. In a way. <laughs>
1: I, I, I honestly don't think things like that ever leave you.
2: No, I they really, really
1: don't. don't. Like it's so strange, you know. I say to my daughters all the time, like, not to stress about school. I said, like, you know, D- don't worry. Like, you know, it's if you're not good at maths, it doesn't matter. Like, you're you're creative. Yeah. That's that's you will come good. Don't don't stress with school. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh,
0: yeah.
1: but um, but it is weird that kind of thing of maybe being a bit geeky and, and not being one of the cool gangs. That kind of that feeling to kind of sort of prove yourself. I don't think leave show. Oh,
2: totally. oh never. No, no. And I yeah, I really do still feel like it in kind of everything that I do. Yeah. And it's weird, so, isn't it? it's just ingrained, yeah. You can't <laughs> you can't get rid of it. You're like, I must prove myself in some way.
1: But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um so what was the first record you remember buying?
2: So uh it was a James Taylor. It was Mudslide, Mudslide Slim. Nice. Um, because I think it was just after I'd moved from home, so I must have been about 17, 16 or 17, uh, the first time I moved, and it reminded me of home. I just went out and bought it because I thought I could stick my slide slim on and it'd be like being at home. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I didn't miss... The thing is, I'm not really a home person either. I really took myself by surprise when I moved out because... I've never been one of those people that's like homesick or if you went anywhere it was like oh I miss her it was like bloody hell great freedom <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see you later <laughs> and, and it was weird how it creeps up on you isn't it and you're just like oh, I think I heard it in, heard it on the radio one day one of the songs off the album was like I should probably get that album and just yeah. maybe have it yeah so. So, so
1: how was that at sort of 17 or, or, or 18 like going from you know a, a, a small town to, to then kind of finding yourself on your own in Bristol how was that?
2: Um, it was all right. Um, at the time, I moved with a couple of guys. I was in a band. I was in a band um, in like a folky up its own ass band, basically. Uh, when I <laughs> what when
1: does I, that What does that mean? Folky <laughs> butt up its own
0: ass.
2: <laughs> uh, I mean, it just it just was like it was all really like intricate, like finger tapping on guitar and like time signatures in seven or five and a half and complicated
1: was, for just the hell of it
2: oh it was just it's <laughs> not na- it's nauseating i'm so glad that it fell apart <laughs> um, <laughs> but i moved with them um so it wasn't kind of on my own but it was it was strange because uh yeah bristol is such a diverse culturally rich and the music scene as well i mean in melton Moby like there was nothing you know it's a it's a place you grow up and to go from that and to be exposed to all this stuff where you could especially at the time we're on uh in stokescroft you could pretty much walk into any place any any night and see about 20 different styles of music so it sort of blows your mind a little bit and unfree normally as well and and so you get totally spoiled you if you go to Bristol, i think you get totally spoiled culturally you kind of Wherever you go from then on, you kind of – the standard is there and you're yeah. like, oh, no, this place is awful. But it's all right. It's just not Bristol. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. course, course. <laughs> all right, so uh, I guess when you you, you got to Bristol uh, at 18, the world of clubbing presents itself, obviously, as you've just said. So um, if you had to tri- uh, pick a song that soundtracked that time, what would you go for?
2: Now, the cool answer is – faithless and insomnia because I remember hearing that quite a lot out and about the uncool answer when it's like three o'clock in the morning and you've ended up in the grottiest place at the time usher's yeah came out (laughs) (laughs) and that was just every every night I think of I just think of that (laughs)
0: oh
1: the uncool answers are always better than the cool ones so um, what, uh, at that age, what did you want from, what did you want from clubbing?
2: Oh, nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Uh, I was pretty shy and like I say, we were all a bit folky and up our own arse and we kind of went through a stage of thinking we were quite cool and above it all. So to be honest with you, uh, I didn't really want anything from it. Um, I, I just sort of did it a few times and was like, no, it's not for me. Um, but yeah and to be honest gigs were a big thing at that point as well it was more about I was interested in gigs who was you so going club- to see back then who was I going to see um, again I would go back to a lot of Americana gigs uh, if American bands would come over uh, John Spencer Blues Explosion oh,
1: one of the greatest bands you'll ever see oh
2: so good again they came and you're just so spoilt by stuff yeah. like that because they came and played this tiny I think they even played like beer keller or something it was just it wasn't massive and it was it's just like and um yeah people like that or um oh god who did we i saw loads of people i just can't think of anyone um things like um i mean i saw i did see bonobo a couple of times actually um when yeah he was about and yeah that was a thing i kind of started getting into electronic music A few years later in Bristol, because it was looking at the kind of rootsy stuff, and then it kind of went, "Oh, electronic music's quite big, yeah, yeah, quite cool as well." So,
1: (laughs) hello, I've interrupted the podcast again, haven't I? Sorry, it won't take a sec. All I want to say is, the songs that we're talking about in this podcast—if we can't play them, it's just because of the regulations regarding playing licensed music and such. So if you want to hear the songs, just go over to Spotify and search Off The Beat and Track Podcast and you can listen to all the songs because I've put playlists up for each of these.
0: Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com/acast. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness.
1: I'll send links on all the social media accompanying each episode. So you've just got to press that one button and you can go through and you can enjoy all the songs that our guest picks. Anyway, I'll shut up get back to the podcast. See you on the other side. So for track six, I asked you to tell me a favourite song from an artist from your home county. Where are you choosing for that? Are you going for Milton Mowbray or are you going to go for Bristol?
2: I'm going to have to go East Midlands because... Wicked, that's good. It feels like the right thing to do. And it would definitely be Tied Up In Knots uh, by Sleaford, Sleaford Mods, because I heard that track. um, I must have been in Bristol and wasn't really used to hearing Leicester East Midlands accents for quite a few years. Yeah. Or to hear anybody say how crap things actually were. Yeah. Because it was kind of full of people saying we're still quite arty and we're still cool and blah, blah, blah. Uh, It just blew my mind because I was like, oh, my God, somebody from Leicestershire has made a run for it and they've fucking done it. (laughs) Like, it opened up a whole world. Like, oh, God.
1: (laughs) And had a number one album. What's that all about? Exactly. (laughs) And
2: and he's just fucking angry. And I was like, oh, it's just, yeah, it was just... It still is. and It was and it is just fucking amazing. And
1: so did you reach out to him? Because he he seems to have nothing but amazing things to say about you.
2: Oh, wicked. He's just really (laughs) cool. Um, It was kind of strange because I think what it was is I'd started doing Billy No Mates. um, I started putting little bits online and stuff. And around the time, I went to a show of theirs. And uh, I was just doing bits. And I think I... Said something like, oh, fantastic show, or whatever. And then I think it was Andrew that started following my music and seeing what I was doing and liking it. And then I think, I hope that it was just kind of a conversation amongst themselves where we then just started a conversation where it was like, oh, I love what you do. And they were like, oh, I quite like what you do. And it was like, wow. And then it just kind of snowballed, yeah. uh, it, which was really nice because it just felt really natural and it still yeah. does. There's nothing where it feels like this weird thing it's just like oh wicked we like what, you know we just I think we just kind of like what each other does and it's just cool
1: yeah absolutely absolutely all right so for the last track you get to play DJ and and you get to uh pick a song that many may not know that okay. you would like them to hear
2: so I'm gonna go for an artist called Paul Carreri um and he's Again, he's kind of Americana-ish artist. He's from Charlottesville, Virginia, and um, he's, he deserved to be massive. He came over to Bristol. I saw him at the, um, the Cube Cinema in Bristol about eight years ago, and he just deserved to be huge. But it was just like a lot of Americana artists that come here, just so good, but they just never really break through. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, he had an album called The Big Shitty, and uh, there's a song called water tower on there that's just just to me was just brilliant it's raw it's um a home done album which i really like um yeah it's just it's just fantastic and i don't think many people will hear it because it just it just didn't get the buzz it needed but it, it deserved more
1: <laughs> well, well, we put a Spotify playlist together to accompany each podcast um, with all the tracks on there, and, and obviously some of your stuff as well. Um, and so, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll dig that out and uh, and throw that out there. So hopefully, more people will get to get Brilliant. to hear it. So, so post, or I guess while we're in lockdown, and and when we get out of lockdown, what's what's the plans, Tor?
2: Well, I mean, at the moment, we've got I've got the debut album, my debut album coming out still. In a couple of months' time, um, so it will be kind of getting that out to the world in the format that we can. Um, it'll be vinyl, so it's just kind of planning that now and trying to make that go the best we can in a world without live shows, which is just yeah. strange.
1: <laughs> are you, are you missing um,
2: but oh, massively, yeah, 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 massively. It's, um Especially with this, because it's an album that's written, I think, for the purposes of life. I imagined it as the purposes of life. So it's, yeah, it's a strange one. But post-COVID, you know, um, I'm hoping to get out and tour and do bits and pieces. And I'm hoping next year as well. It's just festival after festival. Yeah, and that people are just hungry for it you know oh i'm sure they'll like... be
1: starving for it <laughs> right. i think everybody's desperate to just ah. desperate to be able to stroll up to someone and just give them a card and say hello you can't do any oh, of it
2: my. i know <laughs> and you know even some people that i've seen recently i haven't seen many people at all but some people the instinct is to just go and you're like, oh, oh. no, you can't. Like, <laughs> so it's
1: weird. so strange. It's so strange. Yeah. Um, so what's the best place for people to find out about what you're doing, Tor?
2: Um, so to be honest, at the moment, um, things like my Instagram is probably quite a good one. I put all my mm-hmm. notifications and or just random bits or whatever on that. So that's uh, I am IamBillyNomates on Instagram. Uh, I'm on Twitter as well, just like talking crap like the rest of the world, to be honest. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, I have a Bandcamp page as well, which is uh, just if you, people go to Bandcamp and just type in Billy no Mates, it'll come up. Uh, and other than that, I'm on, because I'm with Invader Records as well. So uh, I'm on Invader Records site as well. So if people want to check out any which way they can, um Yeah wonderful Fine, yeah. well
1: if it's all right with you um on all the posts that we do with this and i'll tag you in it so so people can find you straight away as well if that's all right with you yeah
2: wicked, yeah
1: lovely tor thanks so much for your time today mate and best uh, of luck with everything
2: you. thanks very much great Take cheers care. mate
1: there you go that was great it was a real joy getting to uh to chat to tor um Absolutely lovely person and great chat. Uh, What more do you want from a podcast, people? Okay, um, we're back next week. Um, As I said to you at the very beginning, um, why not have a rummage around in the archives see what other episodes tickle your fancy? Um, Other than that, there is a Patreon page as well. Um, The best thing you can do is just click subscribe uh, on on iTunes or or whatever listening format you listen to your podcast on. And, And you don't even have to worry. And each week, these little podcasts will just pop up on your listening device, and uh, and by subscribing, it really does help support this podcast. Um, you can find out about everything at offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com. dot com. I'm done. Back next week. Take care, people. See you soon. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Oh yeah, sorry, I've butted in yet again. I just want to quickly tell you about this magazine. It's called Pod Bible. Now, Pod Bible is the new essential guide to podcasts. It's put together alongside Spotify and Acast and it's a one-stop shop to tell you all about the podcasts you maybe know about, but definitely about a lot of the podcasts that you probably don't know about that we think you should know about. I mean, in the first edition, there's interviews with Adam Buxton, interviews with Craig Parkinson, there's features on Jade Adams and there's just an abundance of... Of information about so many exciting podcasts that are out there. Also, Spotify have given us these amazing little codes. So, if you do get a print copy, you can just turn on your Spotify on your phone, scan the little code, and it just automatically opens up the podcast on your listening device. How good's that? If you haven't managed to get a print copy, then just go over to www.podbiblemag.com. And read it online because the digital version is all over there and it's all free. so every other month there'll be a new edition out so go and have a look and support us on the social medias as well mag.com It's off the beat and track podcast on the distraction pieces Network with me Stew
0: with it..